Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swalm, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, the CEO of FIM, and I am joined once again by Kelsey Blankenship Lackland, the Channel Engagement Manager at CyberQP. That's me. Hello. See, if I get through that one more time without stuttering, now it's a pattern. Now I can't say that I have trouble doing it. I don't think you need to walk around saying my entire name and job title, but I appreciate that. I'm going to introduce you to everyone (laughs) I know is only that now. Okay, that works. I'm going to start adding (laughs) phrases to it. Actually, you're the Senior Community Engagement Manager. (laughs) (laughs) Only if that comes with a pay raise. uh, Back it up, Connor. uh, Mid-level. Do I want to use junior? I don't know. Titles are so weird. Sometimes they mean nothing. They really don't. It's so silly. But thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Anytime. Thanks for joining. I've watched you. Well, so far, we've talked about personal brand. We've talked about the importance of being yourself and being authentic. And people buy from people they like. At the end of the day, it's like, not only is being yourself a lot more fun than trying to be someone else, you know, absolutely. what I always come up with is uh, I didn't make this up. I don't know who did. So I don't have the attribution, but it's, you'll always be the second best somebody else. Oh, so you're trying to be somebody else. You're not trying to be yourself. You're trying to be, they're the best themselves. You'll right. just be second, but you're fighting for you're second the best. Walmart version. Yeah. The, uh, the wish, the wish brand version. Wish brand. You've dropped some really good bombs today. Like, uh, like what? Which one? Which one? It's either one day or day one. And then this oh, yeah. one, like, wow. You know, if you listen to me, I have, I have some good things to say. I just collect enough of them that I they like work. It. And then if they don't land, I just change topics so quickly you forget about it. I like it. That's how it works. Um, what are we here to talk about today? Public speaking. So for, for everyone listening, if you haven't seen the other episodes, we talked about personal brand, being authentic, why that's incredibly important. We talked about should you make it about your company or should you make it about yourself and what what's the opportunity that's there taking advantage of current trends and why people enjoy that and why they resonate and connect with that and now we're talking about public speaking so yeah. there's like two things uh, i remember reading this that people fear in this order the first is death the second most common fear is public speaking yeah why do you think that is it's very vulnerable um you have all eyes on you um you're constantly thinking about what everyone else is thinking about you while you're up there. You're typically a little bit elevated. So they're getting a little underside. Like, I don't know. You got lots of things to worry about. Um, it's just, it goes from that one-on-one, the one to many. I don't know. It really, really messes with people. They definitely used to mess with me. How'd you get over it? Um, I thought about it in a sense of in our industry specifically and what I'm doing for work. I want to talk to all of these people anyway. And instead of having 200 conversations, one very effective one can be a lot better use of my time. Um, Yeah, just, I mean, we're all human. Um, I definitely, I had one speaking spot that I I would say, I don't know if if I did as poorly as I think I did. Um, But afterwards, I did go in the bathroom and cry. I will admit, it's okay. I'm human. 
And I ended up being the sucker that I am. I made it into LinkedIn content and people were just outpouring with support and kindness. And one of the things that sticks with me, um, Colleen Fry, she uh, was with Channel Pro. Um, she said, you know, your humanness is what makes people want to talk to you, want to work with you. They see themselves in you. She was like, all you did was just show that you're a human being and that's completely okay. Um, and that helped a lot. You know, I got a lot of really good advice, a lot of really sweet people reaching out, but I think that was kind of the turning point for me to just be like, yeah, anybody in this crowd would feel similarly if they were up here and didn't do great or if they did do great, you know, it feels really good to do really well. Um, but just remembering that we're all the same. We are all scared little human beings. <laughs> Floating on a rock through space. <laughs> None of this is real. We're all in a simulation, and this is your, this is your your wet wake up. You're in a dream. Wake up. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. The birds are actually fake, and they're a plant from the CIA. So, yeah. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. Is when you're speaking publicly. Let's just say you're in a room talking to people. You're on stage. Not only is everyone focused on you, so you're like you're worried about how you're coming across. Yeah. It's like you have this fear of rejection. It's well, what if people don't like what I'm saying or don't agree with it? Um, you know, not only is it hard for people to deal with confrontation in a one-on-one fashion, nobody likes to be confronted or to do confronting. Right. It's a scale that you have to usually coach into the people that you work with because it's very important that you, you know, deal with confrontation healthily. But then when you do it in front of hundreds of people, you're like, oh, uh, what if what if they really don't like it? And yeah. you have this fear that you're going to get rejected, which is the where what I think ifs. most of it comes from. Yeah. And then the what ifs. Um, it's tough. I actually have had a speaking spot where I was walking up the little stairs to the stage and the stairs weren't attached. So they tipped once I got to the top and I fell onto the stage. What a way to open the speaking spot. Literally falling on the stage. Did you lean into it? Oh, yeah. I was just like, and it's not getting any better than this, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I did hurt my knee pretty good, but that's all right. (laughs) I wish you would have rolled that into a joke about zero standing privileges. It's like privileges that (laughs) I can't stand. (laughs) (laughs) Because we have zero standing privilege. Yeah, that's how committed I am. Maybe I could work that into something. Kind of just like do a little somersault onto the stage. Be like, Willy Wonka style. Yeah. How, how would you rec- how did you get over your fear of public speaking? Um, I know that we've mentioned him quite a bit, but I'm going to take it right back to Jimmy, Jimmy Hatzel himself. Um, he just flat out told me like, cause I, I was really stressed about getting it perfect. Everything I'd said, everything I did. And he just said, people remember you so much more than they remember what you're saying. If they like you and they, you know, they pick up on a couple things that you said and they like that, like that's all that matters. Um, I took a public speaker training last December and they basically told us people are not remembering your entire 10, 15, 20 minute presentation. They're remembering how you started and how you ended. And that's really it. Um, So that took a lot of pressure off too. I mean, think about the number of presentations you've sat through. Like, what do you hold on to from that? Not not a lot. Um, I think that helps. And then I think, again, just reminding myself, like, I want to talk to these people. I want to have these conversations. And reframing your anxiety into excitement is also something that I work hard at doing um, because they're the same chemical in your brain. Adrenaline. 
Um, so instead of psyching yourself out mentally, just psych yourself up. Um, that's something I still do get a little nervous, like 10 minutes before I start to get a little like, but then I get up there and it's fine. It's like the minute you hit the stage. Gone. Yeah. Gone. But yeah. I, I that kill point, them with a joke and or you fall. smooth sailing. Yeah. Um, people of Columbus, Ohio did not laugh at any jokes, but they came up and told me afterwards that they liked them. I think it's just a very mild mannered area. It's a tough crowd. Tough crowd for sure. I'm, I'm a Southern girl. Like I didn't realize how much I've been affected by growing up in the South until I started going to other areas. Like when I went to the Northeast, I felt like I was a problem to everyone that I'd ever interacted with because they're just, I'm used to Southern hospitality, man. Southern drawl. Yeehaw. I remember. Chicken tenders. Your chicken tenders. Yeah. I, uh, I always remember watching my dad, uh, talk publicly. So my dad was a pastor. So I would watch him every Sunday, give, you know, sermons. That's the word in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people at a time. And he always told me two things. Uh, never look directly at them. Look right over their heads and they'll think you're making eye contact. Second is always talk slower than you think you should. Yeah. Um, when I was first learning to speak, I was told, don't drink alcohol the night before you speak and don't drink coffee the morning of. Um, Why is that? Well, alcohol is so you don't feel terrible the next day. And coffee is because adding caffeine to the jitters you're already going to have it's going to make you talk faster it's going to just put you a little bit more on edge so like don't do yourself that hindrance yeah Um, that makes a lot of sense yeah for for folks listening um one of the things that kelsey said which is basically people people don't remember your content more than they will remember you Mm -hmm. and not to intentionally tie this back to one of our previous episodes with you but to do that intentionally really um People want you to be authentic. They want, it's like um, a statement I made. We, I just did a webinar with like four people in this industry. It was Jason Slagle, Ray Orsini, Reg Harnish, and uh, Kyle Spooner. And before we're in the green room and we're, we're getting ready for the webinar and they're all like, well, what are we going to, like, we knew what we were going to talk about. They're like, how should we do this? I was like, people, the only thing they know about this is the title of our presentation, right? They have right zero understanding of what we're about to talk about other than a single sentence. We have an hour. So it's very clearly we're going to talk about a lot that's not this title. Yeah. So you have to remember people aren't here for the title. They're here because they saw your face. Mm-hmm. They're here because they know you. Yeah. So it's like whatever we do today, whatever we talk about, make sure it's exactly what you want to talk about. It's like Absolutely. my job as the moderator or whatever, the panel host to it's, like it's my job to keep you guys all organized and swimming yeah. in the same direction. It's your job to be authentic. People are here for you. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that is especially after you've talked a few times, or even if you have a lot of friends, like before you started speaking publicly with CyberQP this year or, you know, late last year, people knew who you were, Like people knew Kelsey. Yeah. So it's like, by the time you got up to talk to them on the stage, it's like, I remember her. It's like, she's, she's cool. She's friendly, whatever, whatever their perception was. The girl, one of the girls with the red hair. She's annoying. I don't know. Even if it's that, you know. All, all publicity is good publicity. That's right. So um, you got to remember like people, if you're trying to speak publicly, people want to hear you. They don't want to hear your content necessarily. Yeah. They don't want you to fit in this robotic delivery method. I just tried to do the robot for those of you who are only listening. Didn't that was work. good. It was not. Thank you for that. They, they can't see it. I mean, <laughs> the ones that watched it can form yeah. their own opinion. And I think a lot of people, 
I think a lot of people miss that is they get so bought up into the, oh, um, like, what if they don't like me? Yeah. You got to understand most people show up because they think they like you to begin with. Yeah. So um, if you had one piece of advice to give to either yourself, pre younger Kelsey, or someone who's trying to, or thinks they should start publicly speaking now, what would it be? Um, always be a student of the stage. That's something I was told and I find really valuable. Watch other people public speak. Um, you learn what you like and what you don't like, what's effective and what isn't. Um, I think if you're at an industry event and you're watching, you can tie other people's presentations into your own. And that's nice for the people who've been sitting through that all day. Like, like, oh yeah, that does make sense that, you know, um, and then also just remember, like at the end of the day, we're all human. Nobody's perfect. And I know that's cliche, but it's not the end of the world if it doesn't go perfectly. It's all right. It's not the end of the world. One piece of advice I would give, if you're deathly afraid of public speaking so much so that you won't do it, win a Toastmasters club. Yeah. Literally a, a nonprofit that's organized for people in your own community to teach you how to speak publicly and to get comfortable with it. Super helpful. Um, I have, have friends that went through it um, or, or were a part of Toastmaster clubs for a while and it was really helpful. So I highly recommend doing that if you're thinking about speaking publicly or want to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Kelsey. Uh, I, there will be links in the show notes, not only to your LinkedIn, but also to CyberQP. So that Appreciate people, it. People want to connect with you to learn more about finding their tribe, public speaking, personal brand, or if they want to learn about zero standing privileges and why you, I think you intentionally fell on that stage now that I talked about it. But yeah, obviously it was planned. It was planned. So we'll have links to all that. But thank you so much for joining us today, Kelsey. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Everyone who's listening or watching, thanks so much for uh, taking the time out of your day to spend a little bit of time with us. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.